Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'll be interviewing the amazing Dana Whitby, host of the Soul Rising podcast. And if you're a longtime listener, you will remember my previous interview with Dana. Um, We first met when she had me as a guest on her show, and I am so excited to bring her back for this episode because she will be sharing a bit about card reading and more specifically, how to read cards from the heart, how to really tap into your intuition and use the cards as kind of a supplement to the intuitive guidance that you're receiving. So Dana not only shares a bit about her experience and her journey developing her intuition and really kind of finding her calling and stepping into this, but she also shares some amazing tips for reading cards for others. So you definitely won't want to miss it. But before we dive into our interview with Dana, I want to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. So today's question comes from Rihanna T. And Rihanna says, there's just so much to know about crystals that I feel overwhelmed by the breadth of the subject and the stones out there. And sometimes identifying them becomes tricky. And I'd really just love a good source of information that could be helpful or a strategy to expand my knowledge. Rihanna, you're in luck. And I don't know if you'll love this answer, but it's just the truth. You have everything you need to know about crystals and their energies specific to each stone already within you. You just have to learn how to tap into it. And in fact, this is where Dana's interview today will actually come in handy, helping you learn how to trust that inner guidance that you have. So yes, there are some great books on the subject of crystals and crystal properties that you can turn to. Being a crystal author myself, um, you know, I, I totally understand kind of the ins and outs of how overwhelming it can be going to learn about a specific stone and finding that if you consult five different books on the subject, you get five different descriptions of what that stone is all about. The reason for that is that every crystal author, every person who works with crystals, we're all dealing with our own subjective experience, right? All we can talk about is our first-hand knowledge. So there are a few places that we kind of get this information about crystals. First and foremost is often historical sources. So although this doesn't come from our first-hand knowledge, this is going back to uh, either oral traditions or written documentation of what crystals have been used for throughout history. So this is a common place to kind of start, going back to those historical roots. Then there is the personal experience. This can be 
you know, a a time that you used a crystal for something and it worked out well for you. This can be information that you received about a crystal during meditation or in your dream state. Um, There are just so many different ways to gather this knowledge. And we don't have to rely always upon experts to do this for us. You can do this yourself. So meditate with your crystal and tend to really receive any energy, information, wisdom about this stone and how it will work for you because that's more relevant and important than anything you could learn about that crystal from a book. So pay attention to the way your body feels. Pay attention to the parts of your body that draw your attention. Think about how you feel emotionally when you hold that crystal. All of those things can kind of inform your logical mind about how that stone might work best for you. So that's one way to get started. And then, of course, as I mentioned, there's also information that might come through just intuitively. Something might kind of pop in your head and you just have an inner knowing and know that to be true for you. You might receive information about a crystal in your dreams. This is not uncommon. And then there's all the wisdom that you gather through your actual experience of practicing with your crystals, of working with them in your healing practice, in your meditations, in layouts and grids and creating crystal and gem essences. All of this contributes to your knowledge about a crystal, as well as talking to other crystal lovers, you know, finding out what experiences other people have had. This is one of the greatest ways to learn about crystals is truly just letting it happen experientially rather than memorizing a list of properties. But if you're looking for some good books on the subject, I highly recommend, of course, my own book, Crystals for Energy Healing, a practical source book of 100 crystals. And I also recommend Crystal Basics by Nicholas Pearson. Crystal Basics, the energetic healing and spiritual power of 200 gemstones. And of course, taking that a step further, listening to our podcast episodes all about the healing properties of crystals can be a big help as well. Now, Rihanna also asks, when or what's the best way to use a single terminated or a double terminated crystal? Well, single terminated crystals move energy in one direction from the base toward the point. Double terminated crystals move energy in both directions. So they're kind of giving and receiving energy simultaneously. Energy's moving between them. So you would use a single terminated crystal anytime you want to direct or focus energy in a specific direction or specific way, like in a layout or a grid. And you can use double terminated crystals when you want the energy to flow both directions. I personally love using some double terminated crystals in my crystal grids to better connect the energy of all the stones or in crystal layouts, particularly between my chakra stones to kind of link together and connect the chakra centers. Another question Rihanna submitted was, I'd like to work with more high vibing crystals and learn about those. Well, Rihanna, you are in luck. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Synergy 12 stones. They're basically a collection or group of minerals that were from my research, first described by Robert Simmons and Naisha Asian in the Book of Stones. And this is a group of really high energy crystals that are thought to help activate 
the light body and kind of enhance the process of spiritual growth. And I have a blog post all about these crystals. It's over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And in the search bar, you can look up the secrets of the Synergy 12 stones for meditation and more. If you just type in Synergy 12, it'll come right up. And I list out these Synergy 12 stones and also talk a little bit about how to work with them um, through meditation in a full body layout in their relation with the Zodiac. So it's kind of an interesting article, an interesting read. This is, oh my goodness, it must just be from years and years ago I wrote this post, but it's still really relevant today if you're wanting to work with those high energy stones. So Rihanna T, thank you so much for all your amazing questions today. And for you listening, if you have some questions you'd like for me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. So in the beginning of the show, I told you I was going to be sharing this amazing interview all about card reading from the heart with Dana Whitby, host of the Soul Rising podcast. So I'll go ahead and share that interview with you now and then come back to chat at the end. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of re-interviewing the amazing Dana Whitby. (laughs) Dana's been on the podcast before, so you can go back and check out that previous episode because she always has so much to share. But Dana, thank you so much for being here with us today again. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. So for those of you who remember Dana, you probably recall that she is the host of the Soul Rising podcast, which is one of my faves. We connected a long time ago when Dana had me as a guest on her show, and it is so worth binge listening to. So if you're in quarantine, you need something to do. Soul Rising, the Soul Rising podcast, so, so perfect. Um, But Dana, you do so much more than that. So I was wondering if you could tell everybody a little bit about your journey because you have so, so many roles in your work as an empath and a healer. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Um, First of all, I'm just so excited to be here. I just, I love spending time with you, Ashley. Um, So I began my podcast journey almost two years ago, and this really was born out of a spiritual awakening that I had a few years prior, and I started going down this path of wanting to heal myself and searching out different healing modalities. And so I've become certified in regression and hypnosis, as well as Reiki. Um, And I'm also just interested in any healing modality that comes my way. And so my podcast is really a way to share what I've learned and the different ways that we can find to heal because they're absolutely endless. And to share that with my listeners to help maybe ignite a passion for someone along that path. So it's always been born out of wanting to heal myself. And that goes way back into my childhood. Um, I have a degree in psychology and a master's degree in counseling. And so those are kind of my more mainstream um, modalities that started me on this path that really dovetailed into a spiritual awakening that opened up so much more. And so now I offer intuitive one-on-one oracle readings and custom meditations to really help my listeners deepen their practice with getting in touch with themselves, what's going on for them right now, and how to take their healing to a deeper level. 
So I think this is really cool because, you know, you have kind of created this podcast from your own journey, taking others along the ride with you. You're like, come along with me as I discover all these things about healing and about myself and about how we fit into the world. And now you're doing some more one-on-one kind of heart level connections with people, getting to go a little bit deeper into the individual journeys and stories of each person. So I'm wondering, um, you know, how did this really come about for you? Like what was the driving factor behind deciding to incorporate readings into the healing work that you do? And I'm wondering if you can also share a little bit about how that journey has evolved, like tell that story to us, because I know there are so many of you listening or watching who you want to do this kind of work, right? Like you want to do readings and Dana is so courageous to really get going with it and do it. So Dana, I would love to hear that story. Yeah. So it really began um, almost five years ago. I went to a medium and at the time I was open to spiritual topics, but I didn't know much about them. And I knew I wanted to go to someone who wouldn't just connect me with my dead grandmother. You know, I wanted guidance. I felt so lost in my life. And she gave me this beautiful reading and basically said to me, you're an intuitive and you're not using your abilities. And I just was so floored. I had this feeling like, who me? (laughs) I mean, I don't think I'm anything special at that point in my life. That's really how I felt about myself. And um, so that really pushed me to start looking into my own intuition and to think, okay, well, if really everyone has intuition, how does it show up for me? What are my abilities? What can I do? And so the medium that I saw, she began teaching intuitive listening courses. And so I was among her very first cohort in her class to take her intuitive listening class. And I really learned that I am able to know things about people without having any prior knowledge of them. And so I started tapping into my own intuition and I started slowly doing readings for other people. And this was like a friend or someone who took that intuitive listening class with me. And I would say, give me three questions and I'd get a very simple response, (laughs) something very simple, handwritten. And, you know, it kind of came and went, I would just do it for free for friends to kind of keep up my intuitive practice. And recently I just had this download and this thought that I could be doing so much more that this podcast was a big leap in itself. And I think for a while I felt like, well, I did that. That was so brave. You know, I don't really need to do anything else, but there's always like the next level. There's always the next thing that we can do. And I just, I had spent some time with my guides in meditation and I just really felt pulled to to do more. Um, And so I started with my Oracle one-on-one readings and I use my intuition as well. So I like to tap in to my intuition first. I don't want to ever just rely on the cards all by themselves. So I get an intuitive message and then I bring in the cards to kind of affirm that and validate it and add kind of more layers on top. And so I continue to use my intuition throughout. So that's kind of where they started and, and how they're evolving. And I, I believe everything is a living thing. And so I'm open for these to evolve even more. And I believe they will in the future. 
So, you know, you said that you were in meditation, you were like in that place of stillness, you got this download, this intuitive guidance, inner guidance, divine guidance, wherever it came from, but really calling you to do this work and and to do this for other people, to assist other people and be of service that way. Um, But for most people, I think when they hear that, they do think like, oh my gosh, that is so brave and courageous because it's still a big leap. Do you think that doing those readings, you know, for friends and people that were in your class with you, did that help kind of build your confidence in yourself? I mean, how did you get to that point where you really felt comfortable and confident and and really trust in your intuitive abilities? Because I know that's where a lot of people get hung up. Like, is there anything really special that helped you along the way in your journey, begin to trust that inner knowing a little bit more? I love that question. I think that's great. And I think it's taking little baby steps. So, you know, like I said, at first it might be, first I only reached out to people who I knew were open to this. First of all, I did it in a comfortable space. I wasn't talking to a stranger in the grocery store line. I wasn't ready for that. Um, So I would, you know, offer a reading to a friend who was maybe struggling and ask her for three questions. So three things that are you're struggling with in your life and you'd love some intuitive answers on. And I started there and it was like, whatever I got, I kept it really simple. And I think the key was honoring that first knee jerk reaction. Oftentimes spirit speaks to us immediately. And if we wobble back and forth and think, Oh my gosh, was that spirit? Was that my ego? It, it goes away. So you have to just trust your first knee-jerk message that you get and give it to the person and allow them to interpret it. I think that's the biggest thing is take the pressure off of yourself. You don't have to figure out what this means in someone's life. You can just present them with the information and, and they can let you know how it applies. And so I really started there just very simple one or two things. And, um, I also have done it in an environment that feels safe to me. So I make myself feel safe in, doing something that is brave and scary. So I will create a recording and send it to the person. And so I'm not one-on-one kind of with the pressure of having to give someone a reading right, you know, um, an intuitive message right now. I can set up my candles and my crystals and be in my own space without anyone around. And I find that I really get the most clear answers that way when I take the pressure off. So I think we put so much pressure on to be like whoever we see who is out there doing this already. And you can make this as comfortable as you want and slowly step out of those um, boundaries that you've built for yourself when you feel ready. There is so much richness in everything that you just said. And I want to like tease apart like some of the the bits that I think are just like treasure. So like oh, the listening jewels, because there are a lot of them in there. So first, I think, you know, your advice to just let that first, very, very first thing that spirit says to you, let that guide you because you are absolutely right. I mean, every time I've ever done the flip floppy thing um, Mm -hmm. in my own mind, you do, you lose it. I actually had the exact experience this morning. I had a really deep, powerful dream and I was laying in my bed before I even got up, had my eyes closed still thinking about everything that was happening. And as soon as my ego mind stepped in and said, well, is that really what that meant? It was, it was lost. And so that is one of those constant things we need to kind of be aware of and mindful of as we go forward. But you're right. When I'm in that element, like doing readings, um, or I see other readers who are really phenomenal at what they do, 
it's because they trust that first thing that they're given. Um, Something else I want to back up to that you mentioned is that the cards for you are not the end-all be-all. They are a tool that assists and facilitates your own intuitive gift, which I think is very important. We always need to put that first, no matter what tools we're working with. Um, And then, you know, uh, this whole idea of taking the pressure off of yourself by A, like not worrying about also being the interpreter. Like you're bringing the message and you can only give so much because you're not in that person's shoes. You don't know every little nuanced aspect of their life, but you can just share your message like from the heart. And I think that is so powerful for, you know, kind of taking some of that pressure off, but also making us feel like we don't have to figure everything out for that person. We don't have to take, you know, take the reins and be in charge of their life. And that's also just very much not our job. And I think that it kind of speaks to the second part of what you're saying, which is it really empowers that person to kind of take that information and do with it what they will. And it empowers their own healing journey. Um, So, you know, kind of speaking to that, I know we were chatting before we got started in part of this work to not only be of service and provide information through readings, but to take it a little bit deeper to help that person integrate what they've learned and become empowered. You're also doing something really special with some customized and individual guided meditations for your reading clients. Um, And I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, So just to respond to what you said, thank you for acknowledging all those things. And I think a lot of that comes from Um, my psychology and my counseling background that we are taught that we cannot fix anything for anyone else. And I just, I have to underline that again, because I believe that so many of us who are empathic and who are healers, we want to see other people succeed and heal and feel better. And it is not our responsibility. And all we can do is give them the tools and the love and the space. And so I love that you highlighted that because it's just, that's all we can do. Yeah. So so much praise for that. (laughs) Yeah. Take yourself off the hook they have to do their own work. You are just there to help. So, um, but yeah, I, I started offering custom meditations to go along, um, with these readings. And the purpose is because when something comes up in meditation or in, I'm sorry, in one of my readings, you can feel like, well, how do I handle this? Or how do I take this a step deeper? How do I work on this? And so I've created meditations and they are totally custom to the person that I, read for. And we work on something that came up in the session and we take it a little deeper. So maybe I create a guided meditation for you with affirmations that go along with what you are supposed to be working towards according to spirit. So if you're trying to work on self-love, we might have a 10 minute meditation where you repeat some really strong affirmations after me. And that can be something that you incorporate into your daily routine and your daily practice to really take those things that um, have come up in, from spirit and to give them a home in your life and to create a routine and structure so that you are really able to work on that and not just feel like you got the information and then you don't know what to do with it. So it's really a tool. Yeah. I mean, you're, so you're shining the light on something that needs their attention, 
through mm-hmm. the reading, there's like this illumination portion, but then there's also this kind of inspired and empowered action that happens afterward. There's um, exactly like you said, that tool that allows them to really move forward and to kind of carve out some space to address this. I, you know, I own a new age store in here in Madison, Wisconsin, and we have uh, three or four, depending on the week, readers that um, work out of our space. And I see a lot of different types of clients and some come and they get the information. And I think it takes everyone a little bit different kind of way of processing things, right? Some people mm-hmm. want to move through things quickly. Other people need to sit with things a little bit. And there's no right or wrong to that. But the, the one type of client that I, I see that's always a little bit heartbreaking are the people that come and they get that information, that illumination, that guidance, and then they don't do anything with it. There are no changes. And maybe they come back six months later and have another reading and it's the same message because nothing has been done. And you're really providing the tools to help people kind of work through whatever is present for them. So kind of, especially given your background, do you think that's a big part of what has informed this process for you? And and how have you seen the response for people? Obviously with, you know, uh, making sure to disclose privacy and confidentiality and all that stuff, making sure that people are are guarded that way. You know, is there anything that you've seen that's been a really positive breakthrough? Because I think this is such a beautiful combination of modalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this question. Um, so I have a client and a friend who, you know, we really started working on her relationship with her family. She's a mother and she's busy and she's trying to um, do all the things and gets very overwhelmed. And so our session together really kind of shone a light on how she can elevate herself a bit more and take care of herself while still loving her children and her husband, that it doesn't have to be two separate things, that taking care of yourself as a wife and a mom um, doesn't mean that you don't care for your family, that you can have both. And so I created a loving kindness meditation for her. And because she gave me the name of her husband and her children, I built their names into that meditation. So we pictured each child in their own turn, and she pictured sending them love and receiving that love from them as well, and sending herself love and receiving that. And so that meditation really has helped her to find some peace and some clarity around um, allowing herself to receive and give love and know that it's okay and to build time and space for that. So that's just one example of some of the people that I've worked with, but I really find that it's all in committing to making a change and to using the meditation. And just like you said, with the people in your shop, anything, even if I hand you this beautiful reading and meditation tool, you have to still use it. So it's like anything else. (laughs) It's all in what you put in. So perfect. Dana, I have to ask before we wrap up, is there any piece of advice or um, little bit of wisdom that you would share with an intuitive or empath who's out there right now listening or watching, who is feeling so inspired by this conversation and wants to take that next step into being of service and doing readings for other people professionally? 
Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I would love for anyone listening who's in that place to remember is that there are clients out there who match with you vibrationally. There are people out there who need and want your services and they won't have access if you don't bring it to them. And so this world really needs you to bring what you have to the table, no matter how scared you might be. I understand. I still feel that way all the time. Um, but the people who need your help can't access it if you don't bring it to us. So please share with the world. I will support you. I know Ashley will support you. There's such a beautiful community of healers in the world right now. And I believe that we can all lift each other up. So you're not alone. Mm, Beautiful, Dana. Thank you so much. And I'm wondering if you can just wrap up by telling everybody where they can find your podcast and how they can stay connected with you online. Absolutely. Um, so my website is the soul rising podcast.com. You can find my one-on-one intuitive Oracle readings there and my custom meditations. You can purchase them separately. They don't have to go together. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at the underscore soul rising podcast and on Facebook at the soul rising podcast. So I look forward to connecting with you. Amazing. Dana Whitby, thank you again so, so much for being here with us today and for shining your light. Thank you so much, Ashley, for having me. It's an honor. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the amazing Dana Whitby from the Soul Rising Podcast. Remember, you can stay connected with Dana at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or find her on Instagram at the underscore soul rising podcast. And now it's time for our trending this week segment. So as you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving that I want to share. So I thought what would be a great share for this week is to highlight a shop that I truly love. If you are looking to shop small this holiday season, Of course, there is a big push and call to do that, especially this year, because it means so much to us small business owners when you spend your hard-earned dollars with people rather than with corporations. So, so, so grateful for all the support for our small businesses. Many of my friends are small business owners and entrepreneurs, And believe me when I say we all do a happy dance with every order we receive. So I want to highlight a shop that I purchased from quite some time ago, but I'm still loving everything I got and I really want to share about it. So today I'm highlighting Curiosium on Etsy. So you can find them at etsy.com slash shop slash Curiosium. That's C-U-R-I-O. S-E-U-M. And I love this artist so, so, so much. You can also find their artwork on Instagram at Lunaria underscore gold. So that's L-U-N-A-R-I-A underscore gold. So you can follow along on Instagram. But what I love is that they have the most beautiful art prints that combine two of my favorite things, crystals and plants. So there are trees and herbs and all kinds of things. The artwork is amazing. And the things that I especially love, in addition to the prints that I got, 
are the card decks. So there's a Telluric Tarot, which has all of these amazing plant and crystal combos. There is an Oum deck that's called the Irish Oum Divination Cards. And then there's also a Telluric Rune deck. So I got all three of these card decks, the Telluric Tarot, the Telluric Runes deck, and the Irish Oum Divination cards, and I am in love with them. In addition to this, I picked out a really special art print that I love. It's Pink Morganite. It is absolutely stunning, and right now my brother-in-law is framing it for me to hang up in my sacred space, Um, but one of the things that I've been enjoying the most out of everything that I got, even, you know, though I love card decks and oracle decks, I have a ton of them and I use them a lot. I really, really love these three decks because of the artwork. But the thing that I got that I think I love most of all is a stationary set. I got this beautiful stationery that has an owl with a topaz. And being a Sagittarius born at the end of November, topaz is one of my birthstones. So this is just a really, really beautiful stationery set. And although I'm not a big letter writer or anything like that, I've been working with the stationery to write down musings about herbs that I've been working with, to keep track of experiences in really important meditations that I've done. And it just is so inspiring when you have something truly beautiful to kind of uh, encourage you to get in tune with what you're feeling inside and and just write. And so I've absolutely been adoring this stationery. I'm down to my last two sheets. <laughs> I've been kind of rationing it a little bit, so I know I'll need to get more soon. But the thing that really stood out to me, um, in addition to not only was there the owl, which I've always felt so connected with, and that beautiful topaz, which is my birthstone, but there is the Lunaria plant on here, also called fairy money. And when I was a little girl, my grandmother always had this Lunaria plant growing in her yard. And she also called it money plant. It's called fairy money. And it makes these beautiful, papery, kind of silvery, pearlescent discs that are transparent. And that's how the seed pods are formed. If you've never seen this plant, you have to look it up. It's absolutely stunning. And to have the three components, all these three things that I'm so drawn to and have a connection with all together on this beautiful, inspiring stationery just made me so happy. And not only did this come with really beautiful paper, but it also came with pretty little stickers so that you could kind of put your stationery in the envelope and seal it up. But I've used the stickers to pretty much decorate just about everything (laughs) in my office space. So check out Curiosium on Etsy, support a small business this holiday season, and also follow along with artist Lunaria Gold on Instagram at Lunaria underscore gold. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and a review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes.
And I wanted to give another big shout out today for one of the amazing listeners out there who left a five-star rating and a review about the podcast, Mama B2B. Mama B2B says, continuing my crystal journey. Hi there. I wanted to let you know how much I'm learning from listening to your podcasts. I have a good knowledge, but you deep dive and it's so informative. I have started at the very beginning and I'm going through them all. Great podcast and I recommend it if you want to care for yourself and deepen your crystal experiences. Mama B2B, thank you so, so much for taking the time to leave this review. It helps other people find our podcast, know that we're putting out some quality episodes for all of you, and I'm so happy to hear that you're enjoying it. It always makes my day when I get to read a new review. So if you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to visit loveandlightschool.com slash listen and see all the places that this podcast streams and where you can subscribe. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool.com.